Hey everybody, this is Chip. This is Chris, and we have a really special episode for you this week. We're going to be doing our deep dive and give you our race report for Odyssey Swim Run Austin. Yes, so cue the rock flute. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode, I don't even know what number we're on. 45. 45. And we got a special episode for you this week. We're doing our race report for Odyssey Swim Run Austin that just happened last Sunday, November 8th. And it's been a while since we've done a race report. It It was actually episode 8 when we did our Attila Catalina race report way back when in early March. So we're really excited to chat about our experience, Odyssey, uh, and and Texas. basically <laughs> Texas, and basically talk about. I anyway, there's a lot to talk about here. I think our own evolution in the sport by hosting the show and talking to a lot of swim runners. Yeah. I think it really showed up on our performance, which um, I'm super stoked on. I know you are too, Chipper. So why don't we just go into sort of initial thoughts? Yeah, going into the weekend. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie personally. I This whole week was really stressful. <laughs> it was the election week. Oh, totally. Um, so, you know, doesn't matter what side you're on. It was, it's a, it was a close race. So there was a lot of, lot of stress on that. And, you know, I, I did have some anxiety and stuff about traveling in, in the era of, of COVID. Um, so I think a lot of that was kind of stressing me out a little bit. Um, and as far as my, my training went, I felt that for the situation that we're in right now, I felt our, our training, my training personally was pretty good. I could have, could have had a better, could have done better on the run and could have been, have a little bit more endurance on the run. Um, but in, in terms of our swimming, we were more consistent in the pool for this kind of race build than we were in Catalina. Hands down. That's true. And I also think like, um, yeah, I think I've been doing like more cardio than you, just how I've been yeah. dealing with COVID or whatever. But I think we would have said that regardless. Like at any any yeah. at any performance would have been like, Yeah, we could have trained more, we could have, you know, focused more on running or swimming or whatever. So I think with all that, I share the same thing. I had a lot of trepidation about going and I really didn't make the decision until Thursday. I think you and I had chatted about it's like at any point anyone can just Yeah, pull that the was plug our kind of this. our rule. Um, you know, I'm taking care of my parents or elderly family, you know, I just can't get sick basically. And so that was on my mind, but I also really wanted to race. And mm. after talking about swim run all year, every week and being super fucking consistent with everything. <laughs> oh my God, totally. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, I, I hope this comes out to everybody, but, but we put a lot of energy into the sport <laughs> and it's like finally time to like show for it. Yeah, and there was just a lot. I mean, there was, I have a lot of feelings about it, but in the moment while we were racing, we'll do a leg by leg breakdown, and we're, we're going to talk a lot of, about a lot about the race this episode. Yeah. So you're, you're really going to get a flavor of how everything went down. Um, it felt like 
it was felt like I was transported into a time when COVID didn't exist. Right. Yes. Uh, precautions were taken. We're going to talk about that later in the show, masks and all that stuff. But while we were racing, like it just felt like we were in Catalina again or doing what we've done for a long time. And sort of, we kind of just tapped back into the magic of swim run without really worrying about anything else. Like I wasn't thinking about Biden or Trump. I wasn't thinking about COVID. I was just thinking about our transitions tight. Are and we is moving? Chipper going to blow up behind me? <laughs> <laughs> on the more, run. more on I that hear, later. I hear him huffing and puffing pretty hard. Is he okay? Yeah, the magic of the tether um, and, was, a, was a new experience and for I, sure. I would say as a team, you and I had the most swim run training we've ever had in our entire careers as swim runners. I mean, we were a few times a month, we were going out doing swim run specific practices that we would go yeah. out and we would say, we're going to focus on our transitions and swimming hard for 400 yards. Or we had these very specific, we're not dogging in and we're not dogging out of everything. And yeah. we would charge in and we would charge out of the water. I mean, how many hard transitions did we do in the last four months? We probably did 50. Yeah. And I, I think it paid off. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of people to thank for that. And mostly it's our previous guests. Like there's, we've just absorbed, as I hope our listeners have, we've absorbed a lot of that content. And in many ways, <laughs> at, at race, on race day, it seemed pretty self-serving because we definitely try to internalize a lot of those pro tips that we heard, whether it's from Beacon Blake or the Monks or Team Precision UK but or Boston Bronwyn and Greg. Off. I mean, there's just a lot. Oscar. Um, so, so yeah. So, I think, why don't we get into, uh, so, getting to Texas and the pre-race meeting. So, we took separate flights. Chipper was in Texas for about 50 hours. I was in Texas for about 26 hours. <laughs> Um, and then we, we made it to Pace Bend Park and we were fashionably late. We we're about 10, 15 minutes late. It's we literally, I picked Chris up from the airport and we drove straight there. Straight there. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as we park, we see Beacon Blake and they're giving us like, Hey guys, you're late. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, pointing at their watches. It's pretty funny. It was great to see them. Um, it was really, actually, it was really great to see a lot of people that we've either met at Catalina or that we've been corresponding with, yeah. with in some in some sort of virtual form or whatever. Um, so we wanted to do kind of like a big shout out, kind of like we did it um, for our Catalina race report of just everybody that we remember meeting. Yeah. And this we is... probably forgot somebody. You probably All forgot right, somebody, so we apologize. But, um, but yeah, do you want to kick it off? Sure. So Drew and Michael? Brooke and Samantha. Adrian. Trevor, a.k.a. the Copper Paladin. Krista and Amy who brought us a humongous Texas-sized donut from R&R Donuts. Should we, should we tackle that story now or just wait later? Um, we should just do it now. Okay. So there had been, I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen us. We went to Voodoo, took us a video at Voodoo, where there's a Voodoo versus R&R kind of donuts comparison going on for the top Texas donut. So we were there talking to like Andy Hewitt and the Monks and Beacon Blake and Lars and everybody. And Tristan and Amy came up and they're like, okay, hold on. And they got this box and it looked like a regular donut box. Yeah, like a dozen donuts. And I was like, inside. oh my God, the last thing we need to be eating the race the day before is a dozen donuts. Cause even though we, we do, do have, yeah. we do have a tradition of just eating like shit before race. We do. And it does heavily involve donuts, but we opened this thing and it was a giant, a donut, a single donut, <laughs> half chocolate glazed, half regular glazed. I would, what would you guess the diameter? Um, it was bigger than your face. Yeah, it was about as big as your what your head would be like. Yeah, um, it, was, it was pretty big. And it was, we had a great laugh with that. And then we took some really silly photos with it. Yeah. You'll have to check our Instagram out for that. 
Definitely. So then we also met Mel, who we've, uh, she's part of the California Swimrun crew, so it was cool to meet her. Yep. Jenny as well. Bob. Rick from Florida. Chase. Chris. Not me. Some other Chris. Matt. Melissa. Gemma. Kristen, who's also the race director at Swim Run Lake James, which is coming in April 2021. Yep. We also met Lee Green. Like the color. Who's, who's my new bestie. Had an awesome time chatting with that guy. And obviously the entire Odyssey team. We met Aaron for the first time. Nice yeah. seeing Lars. And, Lars's and dad. <laughs> Lars's dad, the voice of Odyssey. All the volunteers. It was, I mean. It was cool. It was, it was cool, cool to see people. And um, anyway, before we get too far down the road. In addition, we also had a bunch of, of our previous guests who are on the show who, who, who were there. So Bronwyn and Greg, a.k.a. the Boston Wet Sox, were there. Andy Hewitt. Blake and Beak from Team Envol, Baywatch, Sean and Philip from the Swim Run Monks, Marcus Barton, who we love, Mr. Low Tide Boy himself, John Stevens, who did a cameo in our Gear Talk episode, who will have a full interview coming soon, and of course, Lars Fenonger, who's the race director. So it was super cool to to kind of connect with these people. Some of them we'd met at Catalina, some of them it was just online trying to get them on the show. And yeah, I mean it was it was uh it was different than Catalina where people were like, oh, yeah, you guys are the low tide boys. Like at the at the pre-race meeting afterwards, like it was a little weird when there was like people lining up to take photos with us. I, that was very, very awkward. And I will say we we felt the same way after Catalina. It to me personally, and I know, Chris, we talk about this so much is like this whole situation and how this is right now is so surreal to us that you know, the monks or someone wanted to take a picture and we're like, oh yeah, sure. No problem. And then we're like, oh wait, I'm, these people are next. And we're like, there's people wanting, you know, we're just doing this because we, we just love the sport so much. And the fact that everybody has said nothing but positive words to us. I mean, there, I forgot who it was, but somebody said, I just learned about swim run two months ago. And I signed up for this race, and I listened to every episode that you guys did. Well, that was Bob who told us that, that was on the Bob, last, as we were, last mile okay, of the thing. He was Bob. like, "He's like, are you guys the Lost Boys?" I'm like, "Sometimes, yeah, it feels and he like, was it. like it's like no, but oh, he's like, oh, the Low Tide Boys. Like, oh, I listen to all your podcasts, and he was all kitted out too. It was awesome. You had like the Uto suit, he yeah, the, he was the he giant was loaded. With he was ready stuff. to go. Um, and he told us before he finished, he was going to do another one, which is awesome. He was from San Antonio, I think. Yes, from Texas. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that whole thing was cool. I mean, obviously, when you put yourself out there and you start a podcast and you start producing content, like that is hopefully one of the side effects is that people appreciate what you do. But it's still kind of just crazy to us that Absolutely. anybody is listening. And even while we were on the course, um, people, while we were running, they're like, hey, are you guys are low tide boys. I recognized your voice. And we're like, what? <laughs> Like that's crazy. It's like oh, you guys. It's like you guys are hilarious. I'm like, tell my wife that, okay? Can I just like get that written down? Um, so it was really cool to get all the love on the course. People showing gratitude. I mean, we were trying to give that gratitude back because I mean, we I definitely felt it. I know I can speak for you. It was just yeah. like every time someone said that they appreciated the show, we were like, man, thank you so much for listening. Like I, this guy it, yeah. Chase came up afterwards and he was like, yes, yeah, my first swim run and like. I did, basically did everything you guys said. It was it was it was cool to hear, and the fact that he didn't have a total catastrophic to failure was, at the course. Was he was good. alive still. <laughs> I did everything you said. I'm I'm somehow still alive. <laughs> yeah. So all that was great. So so as Chipper mentioned that night, we had some some shenanigans in the hotel room where we were like doing everything Being with the silly. tether on, and um, 
Yeah, and then, then the next day was race morning. So I think we should just do like yeah. a leg-by-leg breakdown. Cool. That and, makes sense. Yeah, and I was actually a little bit concerned the weather was going to be a little hot. And so a little bit more on that on race day, but I was concerned about the heat because I had, I used the Arc Uto, or no, I'm sorry, I used the Arc Orno 2, which is a pretty lightweight swim run wetsuit. But Chris, with his Arc Vig, Strutting around his Arc Vig really had me feeling a bit jealous, to be I honest. I definitely feel like I had the right suit for the mission. You did. You um, did. And I love that suit. So, 7 o'clock a.m., November 8th, gun goes off. Yep. Wait, before we, before we do gun goes off, we should mention that I think Odyssey did a really good job with their, like, COVID policies. So, everyone had a mask. They, you know, you, they did, like, a sort of a time trial start where everyone went five seconds apart. Um, which kind of kept the course pretty spread out. Like, yeah. we definitely weren't bunched up. Like, after the first couple swims and runs, it kind of spread out, and you're kind of doing your thing. I think the first swim, we traded elbows with one person or something. But other yeah. than that, you know, it wasn't bad, or that could have been a floating log. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were some underwater hazards, which yes, kind of freaked was. me out. But, but yeah, so so the start went great. It started with uh, a two-mile, two-ish mile run. Um, they had to adjust the course a little bit before, which is classic swim run so yeah if you memorize the course it's like huh guess what like just just follow the flags totally um that, that that run was fine i think um i was definitely feeling amped up spicy definitely just, feeling amped up and again the pace it was, was spicy and it was kind of like we've been talking about this we've been thinking about it we've been training for it to to actually be able to do it which didn't seem I mean, it was on the was on the books, but so was Casco, and so yeah. was you know Swarm Every Carolina, other everything, swim run. everything, every race. Um, you know, so so it was nice. So that first run was was fine. I wasn't anything super memorable. A little bit of a hill, yeah. Um, Through kind of the like the Girl this Scout Girl camp. Scout camp, which seems really cool. I'm like, I, we we like were a ropes course. Yeah, and stuff. it looked looked like pretty badass. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then that took us into swim one, which was about a 650 yard swim Mm -hmm. which felt a little short to me but that swim was just uneventful i mean most of the swims i would say they were uneventful the current wasn't really that noticeable until the last one which we'll talk about it's a pretty neutral course i will say like you know it didn't favor a really strong swimmer it didn't favor necessarily a really fast runner thought it was a very neutral course i will say the water temp was amazing it was nice it felt really good it was nice if i had to pin the temperature i would have said probably in 62 to 64 yeah maybe i would say maybe a little bit warmer than that but not much but it definitely it was refreshing and we had it was overcast so i think when the sun did peep out you could definitely it definitely started started getting toasty real quick especially everyone's wearing black from their from the wetsuits and stuff but um sun stayed away for most of the day which was good so after that first swim then the second run was about a mile and a quarter. And again, wasn't very eventful, except that that's when we really started getting some of that Texas Hill Country trails, which was yes. rocky, debris, like loose rock everywhere. Yeah. Basically, if you have if you have a really lazy kind of run style where you're not picking your feet up like you're dragging your feet along, you're gonna have a real bad time. Cause yeah. you know Yeah. Case in point, I got caught up at the end. We'll get to that. But like, if you if you kind of drag your feet and you have lazy like foot carriage, that could be a problem. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and there was cactuses all over. Like you didn't dare kind of really go off course because you were there was it didn't look too inviting. Yeah, and it was. I thought the course was pretty well marked. Like there wasn't any point yeah. except you know we'll talk about it later where 
there was one moment of lack of focus, but but yeah, I think um, you know the Ross. runs. I, I I I would agree. I think it wasn't a swim heavy or run heavy course. I think it was pretty well balanced. Um, if you're a really good runner, you, it could compensate. If you weren't that great of a swimmer, if you're a really great swimmer, that could compensate for you being sort of an average runner. Right. Um, and then if you're, you know, like Bronwyn and Greg, and you're just great at both, then you just destroy you the just course. destroy everybody. Um, now, the sort of strategy we employed, and we went through leg by leg the night before, marking out, talking through stuff, how we would handle things. And I think, Chris, this really shows our confidence as teammates is like we've done so much shit together over the years, endurance stuff and other stuff and fan, like just we know each other and how it's going to work that we kind of were so fluid when we race, I feel. And we just started saying, okay, Chris, you want to lead this one? You know, this is coming up. This is going to be 700 or whatever it was. Okay. You swim out 400 or whatever. I tap, I come around and I finish the swim out since I also have my contacts in and Chris doesn't. So I had a little bit better closing <laughs> yeah. a, little reason, a little bit better reason to close those swims out. Yeah. Even but, though the swim, I, I mean, I thought it was really well marked. I mean, you're pretty much along the the island the whole was, time so it wasn't like you had a sight like across like a sound or something right it was really nice because basically you just kind of look out if you're a right side breather you would just make sure you're staying right along the mm-hmm. the cliff line um but yeah swim two was good i did like overall in the swims that you had some exits that were pretty chill that you just kind of ran out and then you had some kind of ones that were a little challenging. You had to climb out yeah. of some rocks and stuff and i really enjoyed that yeah well yeah we'll definitely get to those there's definitely some teamwork for those um, run three was, you know, that's when it was basically like four runs that were super long. Um, this one cut across kind, the kind park. of like not counting the first one, but yeah, run three cut across the park. So it had some climbing in it. I think that's where I started leading the runs more. I think the first yeah. couple of runs I let you lead. Um, and then afterwards I was like, well, let me just, let me just get us, get us along. Yeah. And, and this is the first time that we've raced sort of aggressively with a tether not in practice yeah and i think that um i I learned a lot from that where you know the tether really big should be really connected to your partner like i could tell immediately like if you were off the pace even a little bit like when it got taught like because you would feel a little thing yeah and it was like and then i knew to back off or i'd be like oh he's just being a pussy like let's just like (laughs) like come on dude like let's go he's not breathing hard. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but that felt good too and i would say i would say this race more than our previous races there was less of the usual chit chat i think we were racing more this one Honestly, I didn't have it in me. <laughs> I didn't like. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't chit chat. I was at the yes or no. I was up in. You know, yes I was no redlining questions. it. Uh, if I may say something about the tether, we over all of our swim runs that we've done, it's been a. I don't want to say hotly debated thing between you and I about if we should run with it or not. But I think we always kind of fed it, felt it was easier to run without it connected, just because that's what we normally do, right? Mm-hmm. We had it on and we were running with it. From the person that usually manages the tether, it was such a relief to not have to worry deal. about and deal with that bullshit. So if if you're a team and you deal with, okay, I'm unclipping and we're going to give it to somebody, the, having to not do that was such an amazing experience. And honestly, it made it made me feel really enabled on the transitions to just charge out yeah. and be right there because it was that complexity of like, Okay, unclip. Oh, wait, yeah, waiting I for have me to, to unclip, unclip or then or I have you're to roll it up. Me, yeah. Then where am I going to stick it? Oh, I need to. Okay, my swim cap's here. And it's like 
so much mental capacity was freed up. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that says I don't have very much to begin with, <laughs> but like to to not have to worry about that. So I would I would really strongly advise anybody that is on the fence about the tether, give it a shot on a run on like a swim run practice. And, yeah, or and just see. yeah, or or try to leave it on and just see how that works. I mean, I thought it was really helpful. I think I think we mentioned at the beginning. I think our our sort of cardio fitness was a little imbalanced just because I've been yeah. just crushing the bike just because I got nothing better to do. Um, so it was helpful for me to know kind of what pace I could lead because it was a lot of it was single track. So there was really an opportunity to even run side by side, but it was helpful for me to kind of like, I mean, I knew that I was pushing us along on the runs. Um, but I knew like there was only so much I could do without like just tweaking my hip out or something. Um, and I will say as the, as the slower person, not having to go, Hey man, wait, like pull, pull back, pull back, constantly saying that because it for me personally, it is a little bit like when I say that, actually say it out loud. I'm like, let me hold us back. Like in my yeah, head, that's right, how it feels. Right, like right. let me hold us back and not do that. as good. So by not having to do that, and with it's like almost an unspoken thing that was happening, that sort of signal you already had. You didn't need my feedback, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was like I forget um, who calls it this. The umbilicus. Yeah, was that better tethered together? That that's what they called it. It feels like it sh- could be. Um, but that's how it felt. Like I felt like we're really connected, even though we weren't chatting as much. And I felt like we were being a little bit more racy um, than we had been in the past. I think like at Catalina, which was a huge effort for us, I think we were fitter and just smarter now. Mm-hmm. So I think where we saved a lot of time and maybe that made us made it appear that we were being racier um, or sportier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why spicier. I'm saying racier, spi- whatever, um, was the fact that we weren't, Kind of spending spending too much time in transitions, yeah. I think, um, or, or transitions, but also eight like stations, eight stations. Yeah. So eight stations were really quick. Like we knew we had planned the night before one. We were going to take our gels and we basically agreed we're just going to take the gels every time that there's an aid station, whether you take a whole thing or not, except for the first one because yeah. it was pretty early on. And from a COVID, sorry, from a COVID standpoint, I thought the aid stations were handled really, really well. You had two volunteers that were you know, masked up and everything. And they were just kind of standing back from everything. Kind of like, Hey, here's the box of gels. So grab one. Here's on the right is water on the left is P precision hydration 500 yeah. or whatever. And you do it. And it was such a quick painless experience. I actually kind of prefer it. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, it, there wasn't uh yeah, it wasn't like a big old spread of food or anything like that because that's t- stuff like you can't right. just have like fruit and stuff. Cause someone has to cut it and so like, watch you could it. either get gels or bars and they had a couple flavors in each box. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, for the most part, yeah, I didn't have any, any issues with, uh, with the energy station placement. And I, I appreciate, I mean, we're going to give a, there's a whole section for Lars on this thing, but I'm mm -hmm. just going to mention it now. Like I really appreciated how, you know, when we did our course preview, we, we noticed, or we mentioned that sort of the eight, some of the energy stations were sort of before the swims. And he heard that and he was like, oh yeah, that actually doesn't make sense. It does make sense to have it after this one before you start to run and get a little something to kick in, right? And he changed it, um, which is which is right. great. I mean, he it wasn't an ego thing. It was like, oh, what's how do we make this race experience better? Um, and I really appreciated that. So anyway, so run three, we cut across the park back to the west side where then we'll have a couple, a couple three swims that'll be, you know, quote, against the current. Yeah. But 
I didn't really notice the current too much. And actually, those swims I thought were the coolest because that's when we were swimming sort of along yes. the limestone cliffs. That was cool. Um, so, so swim three was pretty long. It was almost 1,200 yards. Felt short, though. I think it was one of the longer ones. It was one of the longer ones. Um, the longest swim was the last swim of the day, which we'll talk about. Um, after that swim, we went into the longest run of the day, which is a 5K. And that was one where kind of go to the southern tip of the park where there's like a little bit of an out and back. There's an energy station there. On the turnaround. Got to see a bunch of our friends <laughs> coming, yeah. coming on, the other the, way. <laughs> while they're coming back and we're going out. Exactly. Um, and this this was the run for sure. And so, again, we mentioned I, I mentioned I was really concerned with the heat. So something that I knew just from all of our practices was when I take my swim cap off my head, that is really big for heat management for me. And unzip the wetsuit. But I knew for this three-mile run, because we've been doing some some 5K runs, we've done a little bit longer runs, and I know once the distance kind of hits that two-and-a-half, three-mile mark, so that I guess that's 25, 30 minutes, if I'm running, even with no swim cap and my suit up, and it's right. 60 degrees, and I'm going to be boiling. we decided the night before, we're like, all right, that's where Chipper's going to cap down. down. For me, I was going to call an audible because the VIG was so light. I ended right. up not capping down at all, just unzipping. How much were you unzipped during the race? Every run? No, every run where I took the paddles off, I would unzip. Oh, right. yeah, so okay. pretty much all sort of like the first Anything run. over two miles or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much all the runs except for the first one and the fifth run, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I kind of yeah. took the paddles off. Um, yeah, so that 3.3-mile um, run was, was fun because it was definitely the most running a lot of different types of terrain. Yeah. Um, which was cool. And then that kind of led us back. It was back. shaded too, which yeah. I appreciated some of the part that was shaded. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the sun peaked out a little bit and we were like, oh Uh-oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. But they went back into the clouds and really didn't show up until, until later in the race. Um, so after that run, there was kind of like a sketchy boat ramp entrance where we got some advice to not just go down the boat ramp because it was going to be really mucky. And we just kind of skirted around the rocks and then kind of jumped in on the side, like belly flopped in. Because it was really deep there for some reason. It was like eight feet deep. Yeah. Really yeah. weird. It was like the very end of the boat ramp. Yeah. And it's like they must dredged it out or something. And that swim was was cool. I I just handled that whole swim by myself. So pad myself on yeah. the back for that. Um, I mean, get, your swims... kind of give Chipper a break. Your swims were like... I mean, I... You're your swims were on fucking point the whole day, which is really nice from, you know, the way we kind of divvy it up is like, yeah, Chris is usually kind of running the point on the runs and I kind of manage the swims, but -hmm. it was really nice to have that extra kind of confidence because the first couple swims, when you were leading those out, siding was great, really tight line, good cadence. Like I wasn't like running up your ass the whole time. Yeah. It was really good, and that kind of, I think, built the confidence as the race went on that was like, okay, you can totally, not that you can't handle it normally, but like it totally made me... Well, siding, I will down. say, uh, siding was really easy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, as a pro tip to folks that are contemplating doing races or this was their first race, I mean, the, the straightest line you can take from point A to B, that just saves you so much time. Yeah, the three places where you save time is swimming straight, transitioning quickly, and not wasting time at aid stations. I mean, we probably saved in the day, and this is in hyperbole. We probably saved like thirty minutes 
from just like, like what pooping around, Canada, like coming Catalina. out and like, oh, you ready to go? Okay, let's go. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, you know, in that respect, I think we did really well. Yeah, I would well. say 15 to, to 25, 30 minutes is not um, crazy. After that swim, that was the, what I think probably the most technical exit where we literally just climbed out on rocks and did this sort of like cliff face kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and that got was fun, onto though. the ridge. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was definitely cool. And then that was just a short half a mile run to get to where um, basically the cliff jump area was. Yes. Which um, I know this is going to disappoint a lot of our listeners, but we actually didn't do the cliff jump because we were moving so well. And the cliff jump added like a couple hundred yards of swimming. And we were like, screw it. Let's just go. Like we're <laughs> like we're actually doing right. well so here. So basically the, the two to three hundred extra of swim because you kind of would run up and where you would cliff jump off you could also just run down all the way to the water's entrance which was maybe 300 yards that took us 30 seconds to run yeah. not even 30 seconds would have taken us three minutes yep so we saved a little bit there and i think we were 50 50 on the cliff jump depending how the day was going to go if we or maybe not being able to push or the pace wasn't there, we were going to do it for fun and, and yeah. to have fun. Yeah, for the photo op. <laughs> yeah, for the photo op. To, you know, make it on their website maybe. And then on the flip side, we're like, hey, if we're moving well and we're kind of in this thing, which was always kind of our stretch goal, I guess, I'll be honest. We didn't really have any time goals or we want to be in X place or whatever, but we were moving to where both of us were feeling so good about how we were racing that we we're just like, let's keep going. And yeah. let's let's just keep pushing this. Not that the cliff jump would have really taken us out of it, but I think the mindset it would have maybe adjusted it a little bit yeah. for us. Like, yeah. oh, we lost I, some time there. I definitely turned off my oh, this will be great content for the show to do like a cliff jump and like yeah. tell people about that to being like, Oh wait, no, we're actually racing this, so let's just keep racing it right yeah. now. Um and it's funny, we saw Lars. And he was like, cliff jumps are here, but you can, you know, go down there if you just want to keep going. We're like, all right, yeah, we're, we're just going to keep going. He was like, all right, guys, yeah, <laughs> see you so later. Yeah. We just ran. Um, and we're literally running on the cliffs. And we look over and there's people that are just jumped off and doing their yeah, swim. And yeah. we just jumped in front of like eight people. Yeah, and that's and that's where we kind of caught up with a lot of the short course people, which yeah. is cool to see. Because, I mean, for a lot of those people, that's their first swim run. So it was great to see people enjoying it Absolutely. and like hanging out and and doing all that. But the next swim, which was swim five, was supposed to be about a thousand yards, but that we cut that short by, I didn't think, I thought that swim was short. I think it was like a 600 or 700 or something. Yeah. So the, the river kept getting lower and lower. So I think when the original measurements were posted, when maybe Lars measured it back in August or the summer, even when it's really high and it looks like it went down 10, 12 feet. And that really cuts a lot of that yardage off. Um, But to be honest, that definitely helped us I felt like because the swims were always coming up short, I felt like, okay, now we could really push it and really try to burn the shoulders up on these last few. Because by the time we get to swim five, we got two or three to go or one. One to go. Yeah. So that was the the penultimate swim. That went into run six, which got us across the island again. And that run was, um, I would say, the most technical run of the day. It was the most Texas Hill Country-ish type yes. run. It reminded us when we did Bandera um, last year. I can't remember when that was. I think it was last year. 2019, really? Just like that terrain where it's just left, right, up, down, left, right. You're um, never running straight for more than five steps. Yeah, yeah. And so so I I, I think I led that you entire led the way. Entire run. And then as I was leading, uh, when we were getting close to the, to the last swim, I missed a, an arrow that clearly said 
left, but I thought it meant left go around like the you know the yeah the thing the se- so, sawhorse. So we did we did a little cruise by the finish line. Saw all of our friends that already Ron Wynn and Greg finished a already. high five. <laughs> Got some done. high fives. And Large is like, "Where are you guys going? It's He's over like, there." Did you guys do the last storm? We're like, "No, like, where uh, is it?" <laughs> like, "Oh, sorry, dude." So anyway, we that probably cost us a couple minutes. I, I'll say a better. couple things about this run. This run I felt like is when I was really really redlining, and we were and you were pushing and I, you probably felt more tension than you, you normally had but i also felt like i can maintain it for the last six years i i'm like a zone two guy like i don't i'm not a red big red liner i'm like you know that's just not what i do but and i will so that we did that and there was even a team or something ahead of us that i'm like i think we can let's try to Bridge. Well, you actually said that, hey, if, if you want to bridge to them, like, let's go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then we caught whoever it was. I don't even remember. And then we, it wasn't a pass. It was just like, let's just connect up. And yeah, that almost blew a fucking gasket on that run. But I will say it was good on us that we, because a wrong turn or a misdirection or getting lost can really take you out of the game sometimes. And I think we were so focused that we were like, let's just go. Yeah, Let's and it just definitely, get back yeah, and, and it just added, I think it added like, you know, 30 seconds or something. Yeah, not even, know. not even a tenth of a mile or, you know, 0.2 of a mile. But, um, but yeah, then we got to the last swim, which was an interesting entrance. You basically go down these stairs and there's like a boat dock and you just jump off the dock yeah. and just go. Um, and that swim, Chipper was going to lead out and I was going to finish it off. Um, but you were doing really well. We had a, we had, I definitely felt the current. There was yeah. a little bit of a swell, um, to our back and awake, um, a wake, boat, big houseboat yeah, came the by. Big houseboat yeah. came by, like that thing was going too fast. Fierce. I think. Um, and yeah, so that swim was supposed to be fifteen hundred. Did you feel like that swim was short or long? Or I have, I have nine. I have about a thousand yards. About a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to take over, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then when I kind of peaked up, because that's the beauty about being in the back. I just had my head down and was just. You're just sightseeing. Just, just, just kept the tether between my thing and breathing and checking out the cliffs or whatever. And yeah, I finally peeked up to, you know, not to see if Chipper was going the right way, just to kind of see like where everything's at. What's the at. status? Yeah. Um, and I, we saw the flag already and I was like, well, I'll just let him finish yeah. his off. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing fine. So in my head, I'm going because you were rocking the swim so much. So we decided to flip it on its head and I would lead into the swim, but we were going to kind of sandwich it. So it's 1,600, so I'm like, if I pit four or 500 solid, I could recover. Chris could do a big 600. He could empty the tank. Mm-hmm, then I mm-hmm. could come in and bring us in hot as I am kind of have got some time to recover. Right. But we, So we go in, and I'm kind of like, I'm not staring at my watch, but I'm like, okay, 400. Okay, I'm there. 500. Okay. Okay, Chris should I wasn't be coming doing up. any of that. Chris, I wasn't Chris, doing <laughs> Chris should be coming up. And then I'm going, and I'm like, okay, 600. And then I peek my head up, and I'm like, oh, there's the flag just inside this thing. So I'm like, well, I'm just, I'll just bring us home. I know how much swim energy I need to expel. And I just, yeah, you know, and at that point in my mind, I was like, oh shit, I feel bad, but he's doing okay. There's a swim exit. Like, let's just like not even interrupt it. And you also knew that if I was like, first of all, we should figure a signal out that the lead person can signal backwards. Hey, I'm hurting. Like, like do a little (laughs) like flutter kick or Or something. Or do like a scissor or something. (laughs) I don't know. We need to figure it out. Start spell out SOS with your shoe. And, um, just like fart. I'll see see the bubbles. (laughs) Just see bubbles. And then, uh, yeah, and we just, we brought it in there. And they had, that was another cool swim exit too. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, it's kind of just went into this little cove and you just kind of went to the end of the cove. Oh, like a rock. And when we got out staircase. of the water, that's where I was like, I'm done with this tether chipper. 
And I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, I'm untethering yeah. for this last mile. Which, interestingly, I think Save that might have been bad. Because really? in that last run, that's where we met Bob. We had a nice chat with him as we were yeah. running in. And we had to go around this pole. And a volunteer was like, hey, watch out for that pole. And I was like, all right. And I don't know what happened that there. That message <laughs> didn't get relayed back to me. <laughs> and at the same time, I will say the last run, I I think we... You can ep- hear the finish line. You can hear the finish yeah. line. You know what's close. We were running with Bob. You we were sh- shooting the shit with him a little bit. Chris and I both, without even telling each other, knew that we had felt so good about this race and we had raced it yeah. so well. And it was like, we're kind of going to enjoy this one a little bit. And, and like, it wasn't like we're going to walk it in, but it was like we, we pulled off the fucking redlining. Right. Yeah. And I, I was thinking too, it was like, hey, I was thinking this was going to take us like four hours, four hours and 15 yeah. minutes. It ended up taking us like an, three hours and 29 minutes. So we were ahead of schedule, and I kind of wanted to give Bob kind of his moment, right? He was yeah. doing it solo. I didn't want to finish with him. I was like, go, go get it, dude. Yeah. So I, we just kind of pulled the gas back so he could like get his finish line photo and everything. So we're running, and then the monks are there, and Beacon Blake, and they're like, go, Tripper, go, Chris. And I look up, and you know, there's a lot of noise, and my head's swiveling around, uh-huh. and I felt something catch my left foot, and immediately it brought me down. Like a fucking Tim Pan bag of shit. I look back and I just hear the sound and <laughs> Chipper Chipper does like a somersault, which somehow is, I was pretty, fucking commando rolled out of it. It was pretty graceful. I mean, knowing myself, I would have lost a nipple. Oh, you would have. You would have lost your goatee Superman. part on your chin. You would have just shaved off. Yeah, I would have had like a. As I ago. rolled, I remember thinking the keel plus feels so nice on my butt. My butt didn't have to sit, <laughs> didn't have to hit the thing. It and just that, bounced you up. It kind of like rolled me off. And this, that was not a sponsored read for ARC, <laughs> but the keel plus as I was rolling, I'm like, this is like, it literally felt like a pillow on my ass as I rolled up. It was great. Really funny. And I got up and I'm like, Oh fuck. And my hands are like, but I'll my tell knees you like, muddy like and stuff, so but we just kept going. Yeah, so I think I stopped for like a second and just being like, okay, it's time for me to take care of my partner here. Right. And, but you just got up, you're like, let's go, let's go. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like, oh, here comes, you know, the fucking clumsiest low <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, chipper baby deer legs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we, we crossed the finish line and... It was it was just great. It was and cool. Yeah, people cheered for us. Like uh, you know, I can't remember his name, but Lars's dad was like, "Oh, the low tide boys, Mr. Fenonger, Mr. Fenonger." Um, yeah, it was cool. And like a lot of our friends were there. You know, people who finished like an hour before we did were there, like hanging out. The Boston Red Sox had completely changed clothes. Shower. Yeah. <laughs> Greg had fresh hair gel, and it was you know he had his pomade and yeah. And then they they actually left pretty soon after they to had make a, their flight. Like they I think they were in Austin for like twenty hours, so they probably got the record for least amount yeah, of time in Austin. Probably did. Um, but yeah, that was a race. So our ultimate stats were we finished in three hours and, and thirty minutes. You know, twenty nine and change. It was the ninth men's team and 14th overall team out of 65 of the long course team. So that was pretty good. Again, like I honestly wasn't going in there. I mean, I Chipper and I, you, you and I talked about this. Like I felt like I was kind of overtrained from like a team perspective because I know I'd been putting in a ton of volume for months. So I was just going thinking we're going to have fun, but we were moving well. Everything was working. We were putting into practice a lot of the things we've been talking yeah. about on the show, a lot of things we've been discussing. I mean, again, we have to thank, you know, the Boston Wet Sox, Precision UK, 
um, Pristine Hydration UK, like, you know, Marcus, Oscar, Johan, like all these people that were giving us like these insights on like what it takes to do really well and kind of what to focus on and how to prepare for this stuff. And I felt like if anything, this was like we got our, our degree in swim running at this race where we actually at all we put it all together. And I think that regardless of I mean, we didn't care what place we finished or anything like that, right. but it was it was nice to be like, Oh man, we actually flexed a little bit here and everything worked. Felt good. Felt great. Not that we didn't feel good about Catalina or any other races, but Catalina we finished and we're like, Man, we left a lot on the table there that yeah. we're like, if we could do this race next week we would because we know we could crush yeah. it. This one, we finished the race and we're like from the swim run point of view, feel pretty good, like real tight. Everything, all we have to do is swim faster and run faster. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But everything That's else, all. everything like, else, is, like uh, I felt really good about it. You know what? What? Um, what Nicholas Ramirez would call the technique of swim run. Yeah, I felt like we had our technique down. I would score our technique. I would maybe say how eight, many pull buoys would you give it? Oh, pull buoys. <laughs> I'll do. I would do. Four and a half. Four and a half. Pool I boost. thought it was really, really fucking strong day. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree with that. I think, um, yeah, it was just super fun to get out there. Post race was a lot of fun. Like we, we found some masks and put them on right away. Uh, we got these cool hoodies, which we're actually wearing. We're wearing this, right but now we're wearing them as so we're recording. I will. Um, kudos to the Odyssey team. I mean, you know, if you're a big metal fanatic, that that's your own thing. You do you. You got to work on that. I got enough. Yeah, that's some, that's your own opportunity to work on. But I have so many. I don't need any more right. medals that I don't really do anything with. The sweatshirt. Yeah. This sweatshirt's not not like a, a bargain bin thing. This is a premium hoodie. And I was like, woo, I put this on today because it's chilly. Sure. Yeah. It looks and, good. and I'll tell you, if anyone who knows me, this is what I do professionally. And one of the things I'm always telling race directors is up your swag game. Like if you make mm-hmm. a shirt, a post-race shirt that people actually want to wear. And not that donate ridiculous. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, how many races do you just leave the shirt because you're just like, I'm never going to wear this. Um, so kudos to Lars for actually like investing a little bit of money in the post-race swag. Um, and these sweatshirts are great. I mean, I'm basically wearing it once because I already know my wife is going to steal it, you know, but it's okay. I'm I'm, I'm not even letting mine try she also, it on. She also, yeah, that's probably the smart yeah. thing to do. But yeah, Susan tried it on as soon as I got home. Um, so she, she already had her eyes on it, but she can have it since she gave us, she gave me the hall pass to be in Austin for That's 26 hours. Very nice. My wife too, I guess. Care I should, kids. Maybe um, I yeah, but post-race was fun. We saw, um, we saw a bunch of people again, like during the race, people were coming up to us and saying, it's like, Hey, you guys, the low tide boys love the show. Thank you so much. It was so helpful. Your course preview was great. Like people saying that we're hilarious. Like it was really cool. And it was cool. Cause we were sitting there right at the finish line and they were like, Oh, uh, here comes Rick and so and so. We're like, that's Rick, and we like, like came up like high five them, and we could. Trista and and uh, Amy came through, and we were like so excited, and just to be excited for everyone, it just made the whole fucking week or the weekend like that much better. Yeah. And these it, people that are friends with us now, or right. we feel that we're like so connected with them, we got to like actualize all yeah. that. And it was and just like, exactly, really and it, even great. even if it's just like totally. I mean, I totally agree with that. And I think. You know, we've been spending a lot of time kind of cultivating our community on Strava, which I appreciate so much more than cultivating it on Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook, but like that whole yeah. thing, because like you see people doing the work. So I knew Rick because I saw him, you know, being stoked about his prep, doing his final swim run prep for for, yeah. for Austin and stuff. So it was really cool to see everybody who was on there. Like we got to meet Adrian, who was on our show to give us like the 
you know, the Intel when he did the course, the, 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 the course preview thing. Um, yeah, we met all these people who, who uh, you know, we'd either chatted with in some capacity or didn't even know. And they were, you know, showing their gratitude, which for us, again, we just like bounced that right floored. back. Like completely floored. Just appreciate everyone listening to it. So that was that was really fun. And um, yeah, we went up to Lars and thanked him and just like we're, we were so happy for him. I, so, I mean, this is a guy who's had, you know, three races get canceled. Uh, one of them, like there was even if it was going to go on, there was this fear of sharks and stuff. I mean, it was just crazy. It was just like such bad, like such bad stuff happening. Um, and for him to be able to do a race in his home state, the first swim run ever in Texas and to have it go off. I mean, from what I could tell and Without I, a hitch. and I can look at these things critically because I'm the one who gets called when there's hitches, um, went off without a hitch. And there was, I mean, nobody knows this, but us, but when we went up there with Lars and we, he put our arms around us and we were like, this was so fucking great, man. And he was like, yeah, you guys, this was so good. And yeah. that moment was just, yeah, you could tell it was, like, it was amazing. Like his level of stoke. Yeah. I, I know, you know, everyone like drinks every time we say super stoked, but he was fucking super stoked. He was, I mean, I, there wasn't anyone they did, happier. I mean, they did a really good job. And yeah. Aaron, the photography and people were everywhere. Yeah. You couldn't turn a corner where there wouldn't be a camera. Hey, they they know they know the game. They're playing yeah. they're playing the European game. Like there's gonna be an awesome hype movie out of this. I can't the wait monks to watch it. Got a little airtime. I saw yeah. they were getting interviewed. Tristan and Tristan. As well. That's awesome. Um so it's great that you're gonna get I mean, those those four alone can can speak a lot about that course, which which was really cool. But yeah, post race was great. I think um why don't we talk about sort of our overall impressions? I mean, would we recommend this event? A hundred percent. I mean, I'll we'll be back here next year. I think there was a lot of solo course, yeah, and a lot of solo people in short course, and that's what we need. And when I say we, that's like the swim run community. That's what we need to get people more into it. And I think this race really suits first timers very, very well. Yeah, but folks like Marcus and the Wet Sox, and you know what? To some extent us a little bit it brings something different that you can experience that you're not going to get anywhere else yeah and i would say you know we talk a lot about kind of the magic of swim run but one of the aspects of that magic isn't just like being out there being on an adventure with a partner or not a partner it's about doing something that just seems kind of ridiculous and that you wouldn't normally do like there's no reason why anyone would plot that course and do it's like oh yeah let me just do a fun you know 16 mile day swimming and running at pace bend park no i mean it took lars and the team to see that as like oh this could be actually a really interesting venue for a swim run like i don't think anyone's done sort of a texas cacti laced you know swim run in the colorado river sans armadillos yeah we didn't see any i guess they're nocturnal nocturnal. someone told us um but but yeah, I mean it was it was a it was a great place to do a swim run. I agree. I think this was a good one for beginners because there was so much support and the swims really weren't technical. Um, if anything, one thing that happened in one swim, there was like a tree branch underwater that kind of like tickled me and right. it freaked me out because it kind of got my pool buoy when I got out of the water. I don't know if you noticed there was like a I was like a splinter in my pool buoy and I was like, oh, oh my really? baby, oh my baby. But I took the splinter out and Man, just kept going. About to do surgery. But yeah, it was uh it and was from good. a logistical travel standpoint, the drive from the airport there was a breeze. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. 
uh, there was plenty of food around. I'm vegetarian. I didn't have any issue, you know, getting getting yeah. n- nourishment. There's Whole Foods all over the place. Yeah. If you're in a vinyl, you can be like me and, and spend an hour <laughs> at Waterloo Records in, in Austin digging through crates. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just seemed like there was cool camping. And how do you think it would have been different without COVID? Um, well, that's, that's I think a good it would question. have been more of a big party at the end, kind of. Yeah, I think there would have been a more big party. Um, I think, I think the course could have supported more people, frankly. It seemed like everyone spread out. There wasn't any point where there was like traffic jams or anything like yeah. that. Um, definitely when we were coming up on some of the solo course, I mean, the, the short course people, there was maybe a little bit more traffic than, mm-hmm. than on the long course, but wasn't anything that wasn't, I, think I mean, it, I think if you throw tolerated. 50 more people, I don't think that would have been a problem. I think it would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, I will say about the food. I go to Texas. A lot, well, I used to go to Texas a lot for work. This is the first time ever that I've gone to Texas and not had barbecue. And I, I could have had it at the airport, but at that point I was just like, I can't eat anymore right now. Yeah, um, we, but, but yeah, so, so, you know, I, I don't know why I need to say that, but no, I mean, we, and you didn't have a donut or we did, you did I have, did have some donut, of that yeah, giant donut that giant. <laughs> and I shame a more than one voodoo donuts. I won't say the number cause it's too, I'm too riddled with shame. To <laughs> really admit it. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think we mentioned that I think if you're interested in trying swim run, this, this would be a good course. Again, it wasn't super technical. The swims weren't challenging. I mean, if they were long, they were, for the most part, straight. You didn't have to navigate currents or crossing large bodies of water or anything. So if that's if that's an issue for you, then you don't have to worry about that. Um, it was Temperature was good. And it was really cool to swim in the Colorado River to say that. And it wasn't if... I know some people, you might have a fear from an open water that's like this giant, vast, unknown kind of area. Didn't get that sense at all because there was always with two or three teams within you, yeah, and you that you kind of felt that you were, you were kind of on the coast. You were right the on the time. coast. It was like like if you had a panic attack, just like you know, bang a left and sit on the rocks for a bit. And we passed a team in the water, and they just were kind of sitting up, taking a break, just chilling. They're like, "Oh, we're, we're going the right way." I'm like, "Yeah, I think it's right around here." You know, like <laughs> yeah, we were like, "Are you guys okay?" We, yeah, we just wanted to make sure they were fine. But they're like, "Oh yeah, we're just they were like taking a load off, you know, taking it easy." Hey, yeah. cool, go for it, man. Yeah, they look like short course people, probably their first race, and yeah. they're just yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing about it. I think we were a little bit racier than I had expected, but we kind of just went with it too. And I think that speaks to sort of our partnership again. Like this was a race where I think we chit chatted the, the the least. We didn't even. Was, I don't even. I mean, I think at the beginning we were chit-chatting a little bit, but then once we got into that first swim and got out, we just started kind of moving. We went to work. Um, yeah, it went by quick. It went by way quicker than uh, than uh, than Catalina did. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say I did like the shorter kind of run segments because, and that's what I felt. It felt like you could push it a little harder because you're like, I, I know I can run for two miles and I know I can keep this pace. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like okay, this is 10k. We got to pull back because we got four like miles. Like 2,000 feet yeah. of climbing or something. So it, it was it was nice and it was it was a lot of fun, man. I mean, yeah. And we raced every single one run in the United States this year. <laughs> that's uh, that's great and also very depressing. Yeah. Um, I would say you know in terms of final thoughts, again, I think kudos to Odyssey and the whole crew. 
Lars, Brent, Don, Aaron, and everyone else. I think um, just thank them for even just taking the risk of trying to put this race on. I mean, they could easily been like, oh, no, COVID, we're not going to make it. We're not even going to try after all the other races getting canceled. But I think they wanted to close out the year on a positive note. And mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. It was super great. If anyone has any questions about anything on the course that we didn't cover, feel free to send us an email or send us a message. Like, more than happy to talk about yeah. this with anyone who wants to talk about it. Our wives have already gotten like a the full the full course. I gave my wife the, the download. I'm like, okay, this is here's my brain dump of what happened, and then I'll yeah. try to not to, you know, for sure, you up. for sure. I I think there was I mentioned I alluded to this earlier, but. Like it felt like I was kind of for some of it, I felt like I was back in the time machine where it was like pre COVID where you could just race and enjoy nature without worrying about, you know, unseen viruses or anything. And it was nice to just kind of like um, we, you be almost, able to kind of not be in that headspace and just be just be one with nature and just move through nature without worrying about, you I'll, know, all everything else that's going on, whether it's elections or COVID or whatever. Um it was uh, it was like a salve to the soul, really. It was. I'll I'll echo every every statement you made, and the, it was. You almost got to check out from reality for a yeah. little bit, and it was like, you know how to race. We've done it many times, and we really got to do it, and we we got to do it for three and a half hours, and yeah. that was great, and I feel super fulfilled from that. And just meeting everybody again and, and saying hi and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I we mean, keep saying this. The, yeah. We're, I, we're hope, just I hope it comes ourselves. across yeah. how much appreciative we are. Yeah. We, we, we definitely appreciate everyone for listening and checking out the course preview. That was actually our most downloaded show ever or to date anyway. So, uh, so it was we're really glad that people found some value in that and that everyone who went out there enjoyed it if you didn't go out there really think that you should try it next year yeah um we're gonna be there uh if if at all possible um because we had a lot of fun and i think that if we weren't if it was was any doubt whether we were super stoked on swim run before this um i'm pretty sure like this is i mean on on the way back we were like yeah we're pretty much gonna do every single swim run we can get get to next get to next year so you know we'll see um, you know, now that the race season's over, uh, we're going to be transitioning the show a little bit to talk about more about just like swim run adventures and how you can kind of get out there and, and do it safely and chart courses and stuff. So we're going to have a lot of guests that are going to be sort of giving us some intel on how to do that best, um, until races come back, whenever that is, um, as far as we know, the first race back is sometime in June, uh, swim run like James. Somewhere like James, April. That's yeah. right. That's right. April twenty first, twenty first, twenty first, something like so, that. So, so yeah. So that's that's out there. We're hope to you know do a course preview for that one too. <laughs> I yeah. think that'd be a lot of fun. And, um, but yeah. And if you had a good time this weekend, and you this is your first experience with Swim Run, I will say all we can honestly ask you to do is just tell people about it. And it doesn't. I mean, this isn't us. Oh, yeah, send them our episode or something. Like, no, yeah. literally tell them about what you did. We saw so many great posts on Instagram. Like, I did something crazy this weekend. It was a swim run, and you have your alpha, you know, your fucking gear. You're all looking like a like a goofball in it. You got you're running with your partner, and then you're you know doing you know doing all sorts of fun stuff. And it's like that's the kind of stuff that if you are genuinely passionate and 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 are driven and love this sport, that you getting out and saying that you did this and showing people, that's what helps it spread. And that's what we really 
would love if everyone, if you had a good time this weekend, because we know we did. And, you know, I'm still overdue yeah. for my own. Hey, I did a crazy thing this week in post. But, <laughs> I um, already posted mine. I know. <laughs> it, was, it was too good. I'm like, I got to wait for it to cool off. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the likes started dropping off. So I think, okay, I think you're it's in the safe. Clear. Okay, yeah. I'll pump it up again. <laughs> so that's it for our for our race report. Any Any final, final thoughts? Till next time, partner. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for a newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Until you're probably done. All right.